This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. When kids return to Helena schools on January 4th following the winter break, they'll have the option of wearing a face mask or not. Superintendent Rex Welts sent out an email Friday detailing reasons why the mask requirement would no longer be in effect and outlining precautions schools will take once students are back in session. Quote, The number of positive COVID-19 cases in our schools district-wide is declining each week. Case numbers have dropped from highs of 19 or more per day in mid-October to 5 this week. Our K-8 through families have had the opportunity to fully vaccinate their students. The only place everyone must continue to wear masks will be on school buses. That's per federal law. Other than that, Superintendent Welch said he will consider returning to a mask requirement only if there's a local spike in COVID cases and after consulting with health care officials. Superintendent Welch also said he plans to allow parents, guests, and volunteers into school buildings beginning January 24th. Montana Superintendent of Public Instruction Elsie Arnson says the letter the AA district leaders sent outlining concerns about her lack of leadership was, quote, heavy-handed and politically motivated. I do not know how the letter was written or who was involved in making the letter, but in my mind it was directly political. Arnson said that to KGVO Radio in Missoula. Quote, and if you look at the letter, where are students mentioned? Where is learning mentioned? Students and children are both mentioned in the first paragraph of the five-page letter and elsewhere. The letter from the eight AA superintendents, representing 45% of Montana's public school enrollment, expressed no confidence in Arnson's performance and demanded leadership at the Office of Public Instruction. Arnson is a Billings term at OPI, makes $56 an hour, an annual salary of just under $117,000. Ms. Arnson's leadership is not in the best interest of 10,686 educational personnel in our state, according to the letters, nor the approximately 147,000 public school students. In a second letter from county school superintendents, Quote, we suggest that Ms. Arnson must change her course and begin to support public education and the constitutions to which she pledged an oath to uphold. If she does this, OPI can rebuild. If not, it will continue to flounder ineffectively and inefficiently, which makes our jobs and the jobs of everyone involved in public education more difficult, end quote. The Lewis and Clark County Board of County Commissioners has approved a 3.5% cost of living increase for all county employees and elected officials, citing rampant nationwide inflation. Beginning with the December 19th payroll, public employees and elected officials, including the county commissioners and sheriff, will receive the boost in pay. Quote, we have an objective base from a credible source. BLS, that's the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 
and we're trying to address the inflation factor and the impact on public employees across the country for these adjustments. It has been abrupt and it has been steep. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported inflation rose more than 7% in the western mountain region during the first half of fiscal year 2022. The increase is anticipated to cost the county approximately $550,000 for the six months ending next June. Quote, this is difficult. There are budgetary impacts the taxpayers will pay, according to County Commissioner Jim McCormick. Finance Director Nancy Everson says the decisions may also have a positive effect of helping the county recruit and retain employees. Quote, you've seen how busy the HR department has been for months with the resignations and trying to hire and keep up with the turnover, she told the commissioners. I think as of a few days ago, the compensation board meeting noted 24% of our detention positions are open, so it's a struggle right now. Hopefully, this will help. Other governmental units are having the same problem as Lewis and Clark County. Quote, we're still struggling with staffing levels. We're not unlike any major employer in the region. Bozeman City Manager Jeff Mahalich says, we're all struggling to retain and recruit employees. Over the past year, Mahalich says, the city has averaged a vacancy rate of 12%. Bozeman employers have reported that the region's seemingly ever-intensifying housing market is also pushing workers out and making it harder to fill vacant positions. A Flathead Valley woman accused of stealing thousands of dollars from donors in a cancer fraud scheme, has been charged in Flathead County District Court. 46-year-old Amy Elizabeth Glanville of Kalispell is charged with one felony count of theft. She faces a maximum of 10 years in the Montana State Prison. A warrant has been issued for her arrest, but Glanville is not in custody as of Friday night. Court documents say during the time Glanville represented that she was ill, people donated through GoFundMe, PayPal, local fundraisers at places such as Buffalo Wild Wing, several fundraisers at East Haven Baptist Church. The amounts donated are an estimated about $60,000. According to the charging document, the case began when Whitefish Police Department Detective Tim Schultz was contacted in January of 2020 by a person who worked for the Rocky Mountain Heart and Lung Center. The woman told the detective she became suspicious after seeing a story on a social media site that had medical statements that were inconsistent with her medical expertise. Detective Commander Josh Bowles then began an investigation and learned that in 2016, Glanville allegedly reported she had thyroid cancer and was seeking treatment at the University of Washington Medical Center. From 2016 to 2020, Glanville allegedly continued to represent that she was ill. East Haven Baptist Church pastor Daniel Lambert had text messages, supposedly from several of Glanville's medical providers, that would provide him updates on her cancer and other ailments. 
However, in October of 2020, Lambert became suspicious of Glanville after she said a home health nurse was coming to her house. Lambert parked down the street and saw that no one ever showed up at the residence, according to court documents. After that occurrence, Pastor Lambert called around to Glanville's different medical providers and learned that she was not actually a patient with any of those providers. Lambert confronted Glanville and she confessed that the entire story was false. She was never diagnosed with cancer and when her friends and family would take her to medical appointments, she would just sit inside the hospital. Fox News founder Rupert Murdoch has bought a large cattle ranch near Yellowstone National Park from a subsidiary of Coke Industries. The Beaverhead Ranch is spread across more than 500 square miles of private and leased land south of Dillon. It has 7,000 cattle and is home to 15 families who are employed on the ranch. Murdoch spokesman Jesse Lyons declined to comment on the price. The ranch was founded in 1865. It was acquired in 1951 by a company run by Fred Koch. He's the founder of Wichita, Kansas-based Koch Industries. It has vast holdings in oil refineries, paper mills, fertilizer plants, ranches, and other ventures. In sports, the University of Montana's award-winning punter, Brian Bashini, a redshirt freshman, announced he was entering the transfer portal on Monday after he was named FCS Punter of the Year earlier in the day. The Helena Capital graduate received a full-ride scholarship offer from Nebraska before the day was over. In a tweet, he said, quote, My wife and I have decided to enter the transfer portal to pursue my lifelong dream of playing FBS football and trying to win the Ray Guy Award. He was effusive in his praise for the university, the football program, and his teammates. Pashini had 28 punts for 50 yards or more, forced 25 fair catches, and placed 30 of his 69 punts inside the 20-yard line. He had only four touchbacks. He also handled kickoffs. Pashini got engaged to and married Grizz volleyball player Kelly Van Kirk during the football season. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on the Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.